If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Forever. Dog. White marks for the new breed. This week on the podcast, Joe Boyles brought the stoop. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kate. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing another point fantasy book, Brog the Stoop by Joe Boyle. And we are joined by a very special guest. We have had him before. It's a pleasure to have him again. He is a writer and podcaster. You know him from Doughboys and How Did This Get Played? And he is also a writer on the new show, Earth to Ned, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Nick Weiger is joining us. Hi, thank you. Thrilled to be back. Thank you for doing the podcast. Let's get stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Let's vlog this bad boy. Hashtag stupid nation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we read this book. That we Joe Boyle eventually. did right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are facts. Um before before we say how we felt, did you know? I mean, I think Lindsay, I think you know because I saw that you left a review on this of this book on Goodreads. <laughs> that there that the reviews of this book are four point one four stars out of five. I people did love know. this book. People it was a what what I real I wish I had read the reviews beforehand, honestly, because it would have completely put this book in a different context. But everybody was like, "Oh my god, this was a beloved childhood classic," and I was like, "Oh, okay, this was for young British children." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think that the- tracks. I think the UK thing is key because it, it <laughs> once once I read that the author was British at the end, I, you know, finish the book and then the about the author page that follows. I was like, oh, OK, that that all, this all adds up because you think of there being commonalities in taste between the US and uh, and the UK. But there is, in fact, a, a, a gulf as big as the ocean that separates the two uh, continents. Yes, um, there are gaps. And, yeah. and and particularly so for children's stuff, apparently, because yes, this well, I did not I enjoy this book. I love uh, British kids books. Like, oh, was Wind in the Willows actually American? Or what about okay? Uh, but Peter like Rabbit. Winnie the Pooh, yeah. Peter Rabbit, Peter Pan. Sure. I usually love British children's literature. Um, 
usually. You know what I, I, I'm going to say maybe is the key to this because I was seeing this in a lot of the reviews and I was feeling this while I was reading it. And I think the difference is, is that one is a movie and one is a book. But everyone was like, wow, you can totally see the dark crystal influence for this story. And mm. I was like, so you this story like doesn't have any of the puppets or like really <laughs> cool practical effects or the, just like, like only visual thing whimsy. that I actually. Yeah. I'm that like, interested in. Because could you like, like truly would if someone were to ask me, do you actually like like the character of the the boy Gelfling in in Dark Crystal? Like, do I want to be friends with him? No, <laughs> I have no interest. <laughs> well, why are you've been writing for a brand new Jim Henson creation? Yes, yeah. I mean, and I'll, a, a lot of the uh, the crew for that, and and ca- you know, I guess cast is how you describe the puppeteers who are all uh, un un uh, just an unbelievable degree of talent. Be the, the, the way they are able to bring these things to life. Um, a lot of them worked on Dark Crystal previously to working on Earth the Net. It, it's all it's all Henson Company um, alums, and so it was. Uh, I, I heard a little bit about that process, and it just seemed like it remarkably painstaking. And then also just the, uh, just just the like like a, a, a aside from the artistry of manipulating these puppets and bringing them to life through you know voice and and motion, it's also just the the technical side of how like advanced these things are, how many like just gizmos and and gyros they have inside them. I almost said gyros, which is a gyros. different thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you guys get for crafty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there are, uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of uh, servos, I, I guess, is the term. It's it's kind of remarkable to be around that, and it just being a world I know nothing about, but just getting to to uh, dip my toe into the water for a little bit. I do think the Dark Crystal is very cool, and I guess I I wasn't actually thinking of a Dark Crystal parallel until you just said it there, and I'm like, oh, I I I see how people if we if you liked what's in the Dark Crystal, then I could see the same. It's the same sort of like dark. Uh, otherworldly, adjacent to our reality, but kind of its own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like the Dark Crystal evokes. I don't know. I just yeah, feel like people are, think are about ascribing it, it sort of like Fraggle like, Rock, where it's like the humans right. Yeah, are a completely different entity or well, uh, civilization. And- and also, I just feel like people ascribe were like projecting what they like about Dark Crystal onto this story because, like, the commonalities are the otherworldly aspect. You know, it, there being it, it being like very fantastical and different. And I think that's to me where the similarities end mm. because I did not feel any of the magic or straight up like Dark Crystal was one of those movies that when I was little, like. I I would be really scared, but like want to keep watching and just like be like really frightened the entire time. This I felt maybe nothing reading this book. I don't think I felt scared or, or angry or, or anything. I was well, I was mostly tired, maybe. My I felt a little un- would be unnerved that- at times. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you were oh, unnerved. Sorry. You were when? <laughs> oh, I, I just mean like it's it's uh, there are aspects of it that are. I, it was just darker than I expected. And I, I guess I wasn't, you know, like a lot of times you're reading a children's book and there's like, 
or, or our young adult, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot of times there's maybe a, you know, one key death or something. Oh or, yeah, lots of deaths. There's lots so of many deaths. deaths. So many, uh, so many, uh, you know, of these entities of various uh, species are being just, just, just killed in various battles, and it's a lot. It's not just like a gigantic, you know, army where some of the army is being called. It's like these are a bunch of individuals. Like we know there are whatever twelve stoops in this battle, and the the bad guys are gorks. Yeah, Gorks. Gork. Yeah, and and we know that, and the Gorks are just going to kill like nine of these twelve stoops. I don't know. For me, it just seemed like kind of like an overwhelming degree of carnage, particularly for a young reader. But maybe I would be into it. <laughs> well, there was also the thing of like they, um, or Joe writes the characters like dying thought, like every yes. time as they're about to die. Oh, I haven't yeah, thought really about weird. that, but that's true. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Lindsay? Oh, I was gonna say my critique of us talking about how like. Like I said, oh, maybe I should have read the reviews beforehand, so I knew it was like a little bit more for children than I was reading it as, or the Dark Crystal influence. But my critique would be like, I shouldn't need to have those pieces of context to enjoy the book. No. Um. So yeah, I was. Ta- it was like. <sighs> It's not like the language was dense, but all of the different terminology was becoming infuriating. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was having to take so many notes just so I wouldn't trip up while we were talking about it. And I was taking so many breaks. Like I would sit down, I'd read for five or 10 minutes, and then I'd go, you know what? I I should really cut my nails. Uh, Read (laughs) for five to 10 minutes. You know what? I should eat now instead of later (laughs) you know what it's 1 a.m before i get back into it i'm just gonna make my kitchen sink cleaner than it has ever been in my time (laughs) living here i was scrubbing my kitchen sink from and parts of my kitchen from one until 125 I was like, Dude, okay, I have to finish this fucking book now. If you want to clean your house cleaner than it's ever been, read this fucking book because <laughs> it it is hard. It was hard for me as well. And I kind of touching on, I wrote like within the first three pages, I think, or whatever, like three locations on Kindle. I took notes because I was like, I need to do a glossary. So I have like, black time is nighttime, black uh, hours yep, is like the hours at night, moon uh-huh. runs. I have question mark. Moon run, first I put month question mark, and then I put no, years question mark. Year, maybe, yeah. And then day span is like a day. Early day span is morning. Ground shake is earthquake. Light hours are daytime. And then grow time is puberty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there, there is a yeah, there is a a, a, a coming of age sequence uh, in this. <laughs> I will say that that puberty is pretty directly paralleled. I I will say that it, it is it is the kind of thing where it's kind of that find and replace world building where some yep. of the stuff I'm just like, okay, I I get that part of what's cool about having a fantasy world is that things have different names. But also, but if you're just taking a, an existing thing and then just calling it something yep. else, I think that just creates confusion in the reader unless it has some different attribute. Like if a ground shake is in some way fundamentally different than an earthquake, yes. or maybe ground shake is what the characters say in dialogue and earthquake is, you oh, know, the narrator. what the narrator is conveying to the reader. I don't know. I mean, I, some of that stuff, it's just, it's just so much lore and so much vocabulary that I was just getting 
the same as you. I was just, I was, I could read it like a chapter or two at a time, and then I just have to like just even just pace around my apartment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there's I just like, do anything. There's okay. This is gonna. There's this um, tabletop game called Dialect, and it kind of like explores like how languages are born and uh, then eventually die if they're not you know kept up by whatever culture they have. And it's kind of like, you know, like how idioms are are born. And so, so you kind of play as uh, people in this society that you know will be extinct, but you create language based off of like things around you and things that happen. And like it it was a really cool ex- it, it's a really cool thing that like kind of teaches you like why we use the words we do and like how words change and how they grow. It is clear that Joe Boyle does not know why words are created and does do a lot of that kind of like paint by numbers thing you were talking about Nick which is just like to me it was exhausting because I was like but why why is there a different word yeah for this I think you need to like make like I'm trying to think there's a better phrase for this but I guess choose your battles like (laughs) um (laughs) Not that these are battles. I can't think of the phrase I'm actually thinking of. Just like be more like deliberate in your choices and mindful of why you're choosing different words. So it's like obviously the different creatures would have names. I understand new breed is for the gork that can fight in the daytime. Old breed is the one that fights in the nighttime. Like there's not a parallel. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, you have to take notes, Kelly. <laughs> I st- listen. I stopped after grow homework. time. Yeah, I, or like I couldn't saying, saying like n- proper nouns and names and all that makes perfect sense. Sure, but like, sure. If you're saying eye shield, I oh my had god, no fucking idea. I thought no, it was. I was wearing fucking for sunglasses like most of the time, and then when it like broke off, I was like, oh shit, he's been wearing sunglasses this yeah. whole time. Like he had on a pair of Ray-Bans. Where did they come from? What's going on? Yeah. And um, particularly when it was like, I texted this to Kelly, but I, I was like, just wait till you get to the part where you're like, all right, what is Shearstone all of a sudden? Yeah. Like they, there had been so many names for their particular like land where they live. Like it's... um. There's glow world and um, drab world, Terra world, Terra world, and and the flatland is where they like cleared a bunch of trees, and that's where the council meets. And I was like, well, then isn't that the Shearstone? Why are we only now calling it Shearstone? I never heard the term flat place again. And then it, it maybe I'm crazy but all of a sudden at the end when he keeps saying great gloom i was like you i thought you lived in drab world what is great gloom has he ever called it that before is that what the forest is called why would the forest be called great gloom when they live in light i didn't i was just like i don't know you need to pick what an area is called and stick with it because i am (laughs) don't know where i am in your like Kelly and I read a different fantasy book last week and we were sort of like tongue in cheek talking about how fantasy books always have like a map at the beginning. 
Yes. And how we were like, okay, I appreciate that you worked on that, but I'm like going to look at it and retain none of it. This was one time where I was like, oh, you should have made a map, dude. Could have used a map. Could have used a map. Because well, I would have been referring edition, at least, to that thing. Wait, you, wait, hold up. What? It, it, you? Ha- in my edition, at least, there was a map. <gasps> uh, however, the... The map is so small, I couldn't make out any of the text on it. So it was utterly useless, you know, for a, no, a, that... a read that's so confounding in terms of trying to stay oriented and and understanding what everything, you know, everything that's named it actually represents in the world. It's like I was hoping I was like, like, oh, I'll go back to that map. But no, can't read any of it. The only words I can make out on it are glow world and great gloom. All the rest of the the text is so, so small. And then just the way everything is positioned, there aren't really any, a lot of visual hints in terms of what they were, what they're meant to represent. I'm also not sure if knowing where these things positionally are in the world would be all that helpful, because a lot of times it's <laughs> understanding where things positionally are within a scene. Oh my you god! Know, I'm just like, there I don't even know what I'm supposed to be looking here. Yeah. The, there oh, is shit. there is a map on the Kindle. It must have just ju- jumped to the very first page, yeah, and so I assumed yeah, there wasn't one. Okay. Also, I mean, here's the thing. I could have stood to know what any characters looked like because. Okay. Yes. Please, please, please continue. I'm sorry. I mean, the Grok, I did not. I first, I thought they were just like beasts, like cat beasts. I thought maybe they were cattish, but they're not cattish. They're like lizardy. But then they like, so then they have these tails with like big spikes on them. But so I was picturing like bearded dragons. Then they have weapons. So then I was like, do they stand? But then they have hind legs. So I was like, so then they're on all fours. I also like, then there was like the white thing on their heads. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on with the character. Because I was like, I don't really know what the the stoops look like or what the gorks look like to any degree of certainty. And also I... Uh, here is my my reading initially until uh is it Jeb or Jed shows up? Jed. Oh, Jed. Yeah, there's an actual human um yeah. who shows up at some point who seems to be in scale with them. But I thought it, this was like a teeny tiny world. I thought this was one of those <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. I thought this was like an epic, you know, like the DreamWorks yeah. movie where just like everything is like the size of like bugs and snails and that and that's what we're living in. Oh, you know, that'd be cute. I, I thought that's what point- we're dealing with, but then just I'll, I just real quick. At one point, I thought that they were living under the earth for a while. That was Lindsay my theory. Was convinced she was convinced. She kept texting me. She's like, "They live inside the earth," and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "That's just what I'm going with for now." It did seem like they were kind of underground for a bit, but then they have the part where it's it's. But then they 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 specify some of the trees, and then when they go in the tunnels, it seems like okay, they really are that they, they weren't. It's not like they this is an all under. underground thing. There's another underground thing. It's it's yeah. It's it's hard to track exactly what the larger planet they're they're on is like you know in in terms of i i I just i didn't i was just very confused the whole time and i don't think it was just the vocabulary no because it also just wasn't clear because like i also didn't know what brog looked like or i didn't really know what any of the stoops looked like all i know is that and this is from context clues their tongues are the color of people skin (laughs) and then they're like 
which like I only know this because he was like was looking at Jed and he was like, wow, that guy's the color of my tongue. And I was like, OK, and I'll assume <laughs> white Normal people thought. skin. Yeah, we're going to assume white people because it like this book was in the 90s. And unfortunately, white is and also British. Oh, yeah, is is default. And then, uh, oh, the so I know that Brog before his grow time was like lanky. But then after his grow time, his hair was so long and blonde and he was jacked as hell. Yes. And really hot, like a hot stoop. I sort of appreciated that it's like these creatures are like weird little elf mantises type things, except not insects. That's just their general like. And I only know this because of the cover. Yeah. The only reason I really know what they look like is the cover. But they sort of look kind of elfy mantises and and I did sort of appreciate that they're describing these features which to me sound hideous yeah but they're but all they're referred like, to as hot. like she's very beautiful and I'm like right. yeah probably within your culture uh she is very beautiful I accept this <laughs> <laughs> this is one I mean, of those things where like just pre-deviant art in yes. the 90s <laughs> if you if you had this specific like fantasy, you just had to become like a young adult fiction writer. Yeah. 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 I'm going to see if there's Brog the Stoop fan art. Maybe. Am I going to regret this? Um. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real world results. That's SAP Business AI. So while you're looking that up, I guess I'll read the synopsis for the book. Um, and nothing, I don't think anything we've talked about so far is like that confusing for anybody listening because it's, it's all been aspects of it. All right, Brog. I kept wanting to say Bog the Stroop the <laughs> whole time. I'm pretty sure I text or emailed that to you, Weiger. I figured it out. Bog the Stroop. <laughs> There's only so many good job. That was a really good and, job. And Ogs. All right. The source of light is failing, and for the Stoop who inhabit Drab World, the encroaching darkness brings a terrible danger. Their mortal enemies, the Gork led by the vicious red-eye, grow ever stronger as the light fades slowly away. And it is only a matter of time before the stoop are utterly destroyed. But there is one stoop who will not accept defeat. 
for Brog has the brave heart needed to find the source of light and restore it to its former glory. And as he sets off on his perilous, <laughs> okay, on his perilous question, the stoop lord, mm. <laughs> the clan the golden, leads the stoop in a final and possibly fatal battle against the gork. So for me, there there's some elements there. And, and, you know, we talked about how in the world building, uh, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's just like it ch just changing the vocabulary can be disorienting. But you you both made the point that, yes, some sometimes you need a proper name and, and a proper name that sounds, you know, different, distinct from the world as we know it is is, you know, can be good world building. But I think there there's also the element of just some of the choices that are made in that regard are strange and one of them is is mentioned there which is that the uh like the good leader like the i guess like kind of the the i mean explicitly the father figure at one point mm -hmm. of the protagonist brog the stoop is named clan yeah. with a k yes mm -hmm. And then the and then the uh, there's also an ally of Brog, one of the stoops, who's named Dork. Dork and yes. Dork L and Dork L. Yes. <laughs> These things just don't sound like they just sound like weird and like, yeah yeah. Dumb. When all of a sudden you're using a real word as somebody's name, it's yeah. like well, if you're not even going to use the word day, then don't use a real word for something else entirely. I'm struggling enough as it is. Yeah. Like, also, it, it makes sense to, I think probably the thing that jumps out as me is like, yes, this is something where you're going to have a different and specific name for it, is that their sure. weapons are called a kathuk. Yeah, fine. And sure. it is a small knife made from their tree called magna tree. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, fine. But everything else where it's just like a thousand different, and I understand that we have a thousand different words for where we live, but if you're doing that in a fantasy novel, it's just this like barrier to entry. Yeah. And I think if the, if the, if the choices for the um, like alternate words were a little bit more, um, what's the word like instinctual like if they made a little more sense i think they would have been easier to follow but they did seem pretty arbitrary also okay when clan tells brog that he's his father i was so annoyed because i was like what a dumb thing to try and make us care about like i don't know who the fuck brog is i don't <laughs> yeah. know who the fuck clan is why do i care that this guy's his father but it's presented as if it's like it was very bambi yeah, or like the scene. Yeah, it's it's very big, but why should we care? We well, don't know these people. This is in the aftermath of his mom, of Brog's mom. Is it Blid? Who's the oh, Blid? Is yeah, Blid. Blid. So Blid gets Blid gets murked pretty early on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then Brog. But when they reveal that uh, that's it's it's his father, it's like it's a little like. There's there's a passage that's like um uh, uh Brog knew that that stoops could only lay with one other oh my stoop God. and so it's like it's kind of like he's piecing together that this dude fucked his mom in yeah. a pretty like explicit way I feel like for a children's book yeah he's like they fucked and they fucked monogamously yes well, <laughs> stoops mate for life yeah only yeah. only I think the women fuck monogamously. I had so much trouble saying that word just then. It I it seemed to me 
Because he says, oh, I laid down. She was like my breed partner or whatever, however. Oh, yeah, breed partner. He specifically says, and the, oh, God, the women specifically have a name. And I it's like the Stupets, basically. You know, it is the Stupets. It is the Stupets. It's not basically. (sighs) It's the Stupets. Great. Stupets, like uh, like the Chipettes. Like Smurfettes Um, and the Chipettes. So it said like, oh, and a a Stupet only gives birth to one child. So that means if clan lay with blid, then I must be his. But it's not like, it's like, or here's a thought, Joe. Clan says I'm your father. <laughs> like we don't right. have to do this yeah. bending over backward because he he clearly wants to get out a specific of the word or, or the world, but it's like uh, so unnecessary. Well, he does it a couple times. He'll he'll have the characters make these also like oh all like, of the realizations they constantly yes the have. realizations oh my god where I'm like we're there we know yeah. we're, we know <laughs> and they're like you mean the source of the light and they're like yes the brightest thing and they're like it will blind us and I was like oh my god dude yes <laughs> what been here I. All of the, like, there was one moment in particular, I highlighted it, where, where'd it go? Mm-hmm. It was something about the way, oh, here it is, where, like, they all already know a thing, and then a character will restate it, and they'll go, oh, my mm, God. good point. So it's when, when clan is laying out their plan. So the Gork... The clan plan. The Gork are... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the clan plan, uh, trademark. The Gork are androgynous, and they lay eggs. And they care about the eggs more than anything, even though they don't oh give God, two shits about each other. Lizzie, yeah. this moment! <laughs> so, oh. so clan is saying, egg or Gork, he postured, which to kill first? One thing is for sure... None of us will live to see the last one destroyed, for there are too many, and the more by the day span. Their faces reflected the grimness of this truth. I was like, you, isn't this what you've been saying for the last 20 minutes to each other? What do you mean all of a sudden they're like, mm, true. And this I don't thing know. that we've all been saying we're worried about, yeah. he just said it. I don't know if Lynn was like stupid, but like when Clan is talking to, is it Lynn or... The other one. Lynn, it's Lynn. Okay, so he's talking to Lynn, who, by the way, is a hot for Brog. Um, she's, 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 <laughs> they're supposed talking, to be breed mates. They're supposed to be breed yeah. mates. Um, but so he he's like talking to her about this plan. And he literally is like, well, the one thing, he's like, these grogs don't care about each other. All they care about are their eggs. And she's like, wow. And he's like, yeah. So we're going to lure them with the only thing that they would want to protect. And so in my head, I'm like, the eggs, the eggs. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? And he's like, (laughs) the one thing. And I was like, why is this taking so long? Also, it should be, you guys listening have to understand that Lynn has been, Lynn was kidnapped as a a young stoopling or whatever they're called and has been enslaved caring for the eggs so initially she is the one who tells them that they prize the eggs above all and then he's like that gives me an idea 
they prize the eggs above all. And she's like, wow, good point. I was like, you're the one who said it. How did we I get know. here? It's like the guy in the meeting where a woman says their idea and then the guy just restates it and everybody's like, wow, smart. I mean, this story- That's my go-to in a writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I stay employed. Just, just wait until somebody else says something and then restate it. <laughs> I just feel like this, I mean- th- the story is not good to women, let's just say. I mean, it's just, it's... Well, they're active. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they fight. Sure. And I guess, who's the other one? The one who, like, can speak the grog language? or the? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cara. Hang on, I wrote this down. Cara? Cora. Well, Cora and, and, and Lynn, I guess they do talk about, like, being enslaved so that's something. Well, they get themselves out. Of, yeah. But then they get like trampled and are in trouble. And then Brog saves them. Which, Which, by the way, were you guys surprised at Brog's like semi-apparent ability to like teleport to different places? Oh my God. Oh my God. I have so many thoughts about the bubble. Did yeah, you guys the bubble, know? Is, the bubble is wild. Did you guys know that everyone that meets Brog will never forget him? Brog special. <laughs> I mean, I never will. Well, I I did mark the page where it is described what Brog looks the like. The bubble? Post, oh, what Brog looks like? Post gross fan. Yeah. Oh, damn. We got to mop these floors, y'all. You should He's know that they're, yeah, <laughs> they're about to get a slippery. Uh-huh. Um, their gross fan lasts a day. <laughs> so oh, they're, they, they're right. grow time? They're, or sorry. Is it? Who cares? Um, yeah, grow time. So they're children for a really long time. And then within the span of the day, they become very hot adults. So the early light, dim though it was, gleamed on the skin stretched tightly over his muscular chest mm, and arms. Mm, Broad mm, shoulders mm. rippled with strength. And he held his proud head high, a mane of blonde hair cascading to his shoulders. He flung wide his arms, flexing and stretching his reformed body. And finally, eyes gleaming with intent, he threw back his head and gave a mighty roar at the sky. He was every inch a royal stoop. Okay, that shit, wow. the every inch thing, I was like very disturbed. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Yeah, dude. It uh, felt very, I don't know, like f- something that Lynn would say during foreplay or something. I didn't like it. It's yeah, it's it's a little too erotic for the but again, maybe that's a UK thing. Maybe they they're they're okay with that. <laughs> I think that the UK is generally like a little, it's not known as being a little too erotic. Yeah, I think they're pretty tight lips. <laughs> this isn't like the French. So maybe this is like the acceptable outlet for that. I don't know. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's emerging yeah. from his cocoon to become a man and he's yeah. fucking hot as hell. Yeah. Like maybe we're the perverts for reading the hotness into right. it. Mm, true. Um, I, yeah. There a lot of blonde hair. It, it seems, of blonde, which seems really like surprise. blonde hair. Yeah. I, I I was I because you know I I just was I, I I guess this is a this is I was just picturing something a little bit uh different so when the blonde hair kept coming into the picture I was like oh okay sure they these guys all have you know the fucking uh, motley crew hair sure why not <laughs> yeah um, but it's it, it's uh yeah that part was weird uh, can I also just return to the eggs plan sure, which sure, I please. think is to me I found it genocidal and horrifying. Yeah, pretty bad. 
they're just like, you know, because first off, they're, and, and I get it, that they're enslaved and they are, you know, trying to make do. And so she's sabotaging, Lynn is sabotaging every fifth egg uh, just enough to, so that the, the Gorks don't notice, right? That, that, like mm-hmm. she, she's. Keep their population but, down. Yeah, exactly. Keep the population down. But then their ultimate plan is just to, to steal all the eggs and then to, to you know, to, uh, they'll, they'll get so like, cra- uh, like crazy that they'll be able to, they'll, dis- they'll have them uh, distracted and then they'll also destroy the eggs. I don't know. Like it, it's, it truly is it's, genocide. It's yeah, genocide, and they yeah. they have no qualms about it either. No, yeah, not even a second. And I guess the Gorks are just so evil, you know. But in particular, Red Eye, they're just so evil that that you're supposed to be okay with it. But I did find it a little unsettling. Um, and uh, I I don't know. I I, no, I also I had like the same the, thought. Like when yeah, it, at no point does and do does Brog the hero ever think anything but i will wipe you from the face of terra world <laughs> right yeah i was like really yeah. okay and it's funny because last week kelly and i were talking about how like we <laughs> don't like it when at the like pivotal moment the ma- the hero will be like no if i kill you then i become the savage we're like, just kill them. It's bit, they're like obviously not going to reform. If you don't kill them now, they're going to try to stab you in the back. Whereas like in this case, I was like, well, you could have like a spare thought to their right to exist. Maybe sure. just like one thought. Yeah. Or like maybe like removing red eye from the picture. Maybe we'll like give them a chance to reform or something. I mean, guys, but they're you don't have to worry about that because in the like classic like last scene like x-files episode style thing they were like oh there's an egg and that's true hatching yeah it's red eye, red eye jr's poking out yeah, yeah red that's eye a, jr that's in the epilogue there's a there's a one-page epilogue um after uh lynn and and brog finally get together right mm-hmm. yeah can we talk about planimal oh yes. my god i love planimal i the- truly love it the- planimal was the only thing i gave a shit about and so when I he like left planimal. i was like no you're gonna leave planimal i thought planimal well, was gonna be with him the whole way and then he's too. there for like a couple chapters and then he's like can't go any further bye and then pops <laughs> up again at the end but i was like ah i want plan have planimal yeah. stick around yeah. you just established a cool s- sidekick because truly like first of all mvp planimal absolutely. right absolute mvp second of all i will unfo- maybe because it did seem pretty exhausting to communicate with Planimal because to communicate with Planimal, <laughs> you have to project what you mean to say in your head, but with your mouth, you have to laugh maniacally. Yes. Every I was time. really glad when that was like stated and then never touched again. And then thank they were God, just having right? a conversation. I was like, thank God I don't have to like sit with you like every time. Can you imagine in the dialogue? <laughs> I'll read a description of Planimal so that everybody knows. What Planimal's cute. About. I liked Planimal. Planimal's yeah. adorable. Whether it was plant or animal, he could not tell. And Brog meets him on his way to find the drab keeper so that he can like get the rundown on what drab his keeper. mission is. So, uh, but it was most definitely a mixture of the two, a slender green body with sloping shoulders leading to two leaf thin arms, which waved in panic as it looked up at Brog with two enormous eyes set in a head as red and as round as the flowers which swayed around it. 
Two long pointed ears stood up starkly, and the creature was stamping its many-toed feet in exasperation on an outcrop of rock from the boulder which just showed beneath the grass. It was no taller than Brog's knee, and it cowered in fright as Brog bent to peer more closely at it. So that's Planimal. Planimal, the, just reading the name, it sounded like a cartoon that was on in like 1995 yes. yeah. <laughs> that no one watched, but everyone remembers like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, Planimal, that was on after like Eek the Cat. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it, but basically, fundamentally, it's like a plant type Pokemon that's being described yep. and, and he's, yeah, he's got some powers uh, that are contingent on having a soft soil around. He has to have soft ground, and that's why you ultimately can't follow him into the tunnels, is it? I forget what, what point they would point Oh, the mountains. Um, or the mountain yeah, one. the... The Ryun Mountains. Gloom World? No, something else. Something else that has only hard ground. Um, Drap. Wherever the Drab Keeper lives. I yeah. think it's in yeah. the mountains. No, no, no. It's after the Drab Keeper because he goes... It's where the Glow Keeper lives that he can't go. Oh, uh, but I got yeah. the drab keeper confused with a glow keeper. I also had it was like at the end where one of them reemerges, I think, and I was like, "Wait, is he a bird? I thought he was a man." I was oh. so <laughs> so disoriented by what form the keepers were actually taking. Yeah, the drab well, keeper was almost as if he. It's like he. There are a set of beings called the keepers, and they all have their own specialty and it was as if we were there like in a laboratory and they're observing this tiny petri dish and they're not supposed to get involved they're just supposed to take notes on what's taking place but the drab keeper keeps like saucily getting involved and so i guess he can just like <laughs> manifest whatever he wants in the world dude the drab keeper was like a mix of like hue <laughs> right. and like uh uh maybe like marsupi lami do you guys remember marsupi lami no no What's oh, that? well he was a cartoon he had a long tail and he was kooky anyway oh, i was surprised that as, that man was human yes me too as soon as the drab keeper showed up i was like are and then he was talking about like 12 other lands that we had to memorize so that we could understand what was going on. I was like, did this turn into the phantom toll booth? Who is this character? Yeah. He has to travel yeah. to like meet right. rhyme and reason basically. Like everything is taken on a different like kooky tone that was yeah, not was there a different before. That story. He, for me, I, I kept thinking of Return to Oz when I was reading him. I was like, Oh, you like belong in something different than this story. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I think that speaks to the its, it's overall darkness of just you know, Return to Oz is you show that to a kid you're babysitting, you want to scare, you know? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's not a like we're gonna have you have a restful night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just like it's that that's what the feeling I got from this of like I would be intrigued. I feel like if I was being read this as a as a boy. Uh, by all the, you know, just like hearing all the worlds, uh, all the terms about the world, but then just some of it is so like, it's I, I so unsettling or just just violent that I'm just like, man, I, I don't I don't quite know who the audience is for this, but it get, apparently it exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's because there are parts that are like that. This part is like pretty scary, right? Because like he basically is like a bog art. He like gives he makes you see what you're most scared of if yes. you come into his lair. As a and test, then he also, and I was like, yeah, huh? I was like, what test? 
they didn't even fight the thing. It was just like a quick like, here's what you're most scared of. And it's like, they already yeah. know that. They know. Yeah. They know. <laughs> we just and then he also he I don't need to see a physical of... manifestation of me being dragged on social media. I, <laughs> I know what my fears are. <laughs> I think that's all of our fear now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um there's also like oh, his like physicality is interesting because he ri- he reminded me of the wheelers from Return to Oz, actually, because he has these like wheels that he maneuvers like with his hands and legs okay i was so confused is he in a wheelchair because he needs to be or is he in like a fun little future thing it was like as soon as we meet the drab keeper we're in the future with like a spaceship type feel yeah no it was like futuristic like transportation device that he was in I thought he was like a at first like some sort of robot slash cyborg like that. That's how he because because Brog doesn't understand the idea of wheels. He's describing that, or at least the the narrator from Brog's uh, POV is not is describing what Brog sees as like he just doesn't he doesn't know the word wheels. He doesn't know that they that that exists. But I, I, I had a thought about that. Continue. Is yeah. he in a little car? Maybe it is a little car. I don't know. Maybe he's I, on I thought like it was a part of who he was, but. Yeah, yeah, a little hovercraft. Oh, that'd be cute. But I think it's a wheelchair because it says he tuck he untucks his legs out from under him and then he stands. Yeah. Like, Why is it a wheelchair? I don't know. To me, I thought it was like he was in a little contraption. Like I did not understand the physics because also it said that some of the wheels were like in the air where where his hands were. So I did not. He's doing a wheelie. Understand. He's showing off. Oh my god! He's coming in in a little car, doing a little wheelie. That's cute. Sup, I still don't really like him. Okay, here's the description of the drab keeper. Um, so real quick, I don't understand why he doesn't know what wheels are, but he does know what a door is. I was like, do they even have doors? Like he gets so there yeah. when he and Planimal are like ascending these mountains, searching for the drab keeper. This like flock of birds descends and start attacking them. And they're both like ready to die fighting their last breath. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they're encased in a bubble that floats mm-hmm. to the drab keeper's saucer crater. And he gets there. And this is what is described. The walls inside were ice smooth and lead they could see at once in a perfectly straight line to a large blue door maybe 10 strides away. It took less than 10 of Brog's strides to get there, and after four, the opening in the rock behind them swung closed with a soft but definite thud. Once again, they had no choice but to take the only option available, the blue door. It had no handle, but when... Why would he be familiar with doors and handles? <laughs> he doesn't doors even know what wheels, wheels are in about two minutes. Doors, yeah. doors came before wheels, right? They had to. But they don't know anything. Don't they yeah. live in the ground under trees? Since when do they know the yeah. construction of doors and handles? He like yeah. can't even he thinks that the drab keeper's legs are wheels. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that maybe Joe didn't realize what can of worms he opened <laughs> in, in writing this. Like he right. was like, Oh no. Once like I have you, to create so much. Or he, it was just like a blind spot and he never thought about it again. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I think it's, it's entirely possible that he just missed this element, but like it, it, it's, I I think the, yeah, the wheels are, the presence of the wheels are confusing the door thing. I think he just needed to come up with, just call it like a wall portal or, you know, 
a room hole. If you're going to rename everything else, yeah. at least rename the thing that I don't think Brog has ever encountered before. I feel like he's like, if this, then what else? He's like, oh, no, if I do the door as a wall portal, like what? Like the ground is like <laughs> where does the it foot, stop? foot planes and yeah. like the walls are like, like arm leaners and like just <laughs> so many different like the entire book is like incomprehensible. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want to <laughs> use a door. Uh, Here's the description yeah. of the drab keeper. The room had suddenly become much longer, and from round the corner of that part of the room, which had most definitely not been there a few minutes ago, drifted the strangest creature or figure that either Brog or Planimal had ever seen. Drifted was the right word, for there was no movement of the lower part of the strange body, which was gliding swiftly toward them, except for four round black discs see he doesn't even know the word for wheel dude he's riding in one of those little like you know those little jeeps that kids ride around in oh there you go yeah little um what are they called like big wheels yeah he's riding a little big wheel (laughs) maybe seemingly at one corner of the person which rolled him forward he was small but bulky with two blue eyes ears on either side of the face unlike brogs which were set higher on his head and a tuft of yellow hair Brog was unsure whether it was clothes he was wearing, why does he know what clothes are, or if what he had on was actually him, and if it was, then he was red from waist to neck with a cluster of spotty material beneath his chin. A bow tie, question mark? Yeah, Whilst I think a bow tie. from the waist down, he was bright, shiny, and extremely spindly, right down to the black discs which rolled around and round as he moved. Is he riding like a little tricycle thing? Well, then here, he came to a a silent stop and to the friend's amazement, unfolded two red legs from underneath himself, became separated from the shiny bit, and stepped forward with a huge smile on his face to show a row of even white teeth. Is he like maybe like Professor X rolling into whatever that dome thing is called? Oh, Cerebrus? Yes, thank you. Yeah, but Professor mm. X isn't like faking his disability. Yeah, I don't know. He's what, like I don't Willy know Wonka. He like yeah, rolls yeah. in and then does yeah. a somersault. I just, I think it was a little bike type thing, but with four wheels. Who's to say? <laughs> what were you going to say, Nick? Oh, I, I, it's, I, it's just again like, like even you know, I read that passage and then listening to you reread it, I still have no idea what I'm looking at. Exactly, just like a weird, like red humanoid creature who uh, was was in some sort of four wheeled vehicle. I don't know the exact position of the wheels or the size. I, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think that just sort of speaks to the, just like the writing in general of just like I'm, I'm having trouble. For something that is that is trying to build like this lush, vibrant, you know, uh, other world, like I j- just a lot of it, I just have trouble even wrapping my head around. And it's so yeah. weird that he wouldn't like the the author's choices. Like he wouldn't just say a portal opened up instead of door, but then he won't just say a chair set on wheels. Yes, or a vehicle of some sort set on wheels like his choices about what does have a name or what brog does recognize as an object has no rhyme or reason where has brog encountered discs that's the other thing why does he know the word disc but not wheel it doesn't make any sense no then he does know wheel because remember he he equates 
the fucking um uh uh, uh source as a wheel. Oh yeah. And the grogs use wheels. Yeah. <sighs> Because he has a chariot, the red eye. Well, oh, but right. he doesn't encounter the chariot until after he's encountered. That's true. That's true. Because he compares it to context clues. The wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I actually was really pissed about the the next human that we meet. Um, fuck, what was that kid? Jed. Jed. Because the okay, I miss Planimal. It was like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. I was I like, this is a poor man's Planimal. Yeah, and then when he when. Joe, the writer, keeps being like, oh, you know, the one thing that keeps us going is friendship. And what these two people had, Brog and Jed, was just, I, they would, they were ride or die. And I was like, why? They just met. Like, they don't even know each other. Like, we, they're not friends. At I least that wasn't till the end, though, after their adventures together. Because at first. No. When they get, to, like, it's literally like they meet. He's like, you killed the glow keeper and he's like it's impossible would i do that would i do this if i had killed him and like puts down his sword yeah. and the guy's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we're friends and then they like set off on an adventure and it's like and that's when the friendship began and i was like it did <laughs> i kept reading Je like i and this is just me having consumed so much jeb bush content during his uh <laughs> Quixotic run for the presidency. I kept reading Jed as Jeb and picturing Jeb Bush sadly imploring a crowd of seniors to please clap. Um, it is, but it, it, the, the guy is not, Jed is similarly like unmemorable and uncharismatic. He's, he doesn't ha have a lot to offer like Jeb. And I also, I just like, I don't understand the insertion of a human into yeah. the narrative at this point because yes. like humans are established, but I'm just like, wait, why does he have a human buddy? This feels like if this is the story you want to tell and we want to be like, hey, here's an audience cert like, hey, you little boy reading this book, you're the little boy in the story, then maybe we get to that earlier. But coming at this point, you're just like, well, now we're just handing it off from one sidekick to a lesser sidekick. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like if Chewbacca was just like, Re like like you know midway through uh, uh empire strikes back chewbacca just like pieces out and then this uh just like a like a dude with like a bad haircut comes in and is like hey i'm your co-pilot now how's it going i'm Jack. i'm brian yeah i'm Br yeah i'm brian it's me I and brian oh i'm gonna break my leg and just slow down your quest oh yeah by the way i'm just wearing book. a loincloth is that cool <laughs> oh, Brian, please. For me, put because else on. his name was Jed, I kept picturing him in like um, checkered overalls that were like <laughs> frayed at the knees with a little straw hat on askew, <laughs> chewing on a piece of wheat. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'm Jed. I'm assistant to the glow keeper. I was like, you do not project magical glow, <laughs> glow keeper assistant in any way. I could not picture him at all because he was such a nothing person. Like I would forget that he was there and then he would like get stabbed in the leg and like ruin everything. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's here. Um, well, they do but, specify loincloth when he's introduced. Am I wrong about that? No, I'm sure I, you're, you're right. I'm sure you're right. But, I'm because sure it was you're Jed, right. I just kept getting an image of like a hillbilly. Right. No, I totally get that. But I, I just like. No, I think he that should you be are wearing right, more. Though. Yeah, I, I put on put on some more clothes. But then, yeah. meanwhile, the fucking uh, all right. Don't uh, 
Don't the stoop know what humans are apart from? They do. They do apparently, which I didn't know until the end of the book. And then so then why? It's so clear that the fucking drab keeper is supposed to be human. So why when? What is his name? Why when Brog meets him, is he like, what is this strange? And the guy's like, I'm human. And I was like, oh, Oh. there's humans. And then. Later in the book, they're like, ah, yes, the humans. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. but I thought you never saw them before. Maybe they haven't, but like that, why it made, and only humans are keepers and they live thousands yeah. of years and they volunteer for the position and they have the prime directive. I just would rather have seen a story where either humans are completely in the background, yeah, or or just not present altogether. Because I, I just I feel like it's kind of a I can't quite tell are the are the humans the dominant life form on this in this world like they are on Earth or or yeah. what, what exactly is going on. It, it's hard to to, to picture. Um, what is the I, dominant I, species? Right. Like, I, I don't think it's the Gork, but the Gork are certainly no. the most menacing. I, I, I will see the... I, I found the passage where he's introduced. This is before his name is specified, but here we go. Okay. Uh, Brog parried and dodged, seeing for the first time his assailant, a human boy, maybe his own age, a look of fierce anger on his face, sturdy muscles straining above the loincloth that he wore. Mm. Unfortunate. Interesting. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> Island of the Blue Dolphins. Oh my God! Yeah, he's Nell. <laughs> or not? I- <laughs> not Island of the. Sorry, I meant Island of the what? The Blue Lagoon. Island of the Blue Dolphins is where she's. Yeah, where that's she's a that's stuck. a girl, and she's stuck. Yeah. What's the yeah. fucking Brooke Shields movie? Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I. They- but yeah, basically, basically, this quest is to. Just jacked teens, just yeah. jacked hot jacked. teens, uh, going on a, a mission to save every everyone. Yeah, I didn't. There would be periods of action where I was like, I don't care, and they would be so yeah. like drawn out. And then there would be moments in the book where it was like Joe got tired of writing because when they get taken up in the bubble, it says before very long. It became obvious to the two friends that they were indeed on a direct course to, to the Ryun Mountains. Their peaks much closer now. They could see to be but two high points in a chain of mountains which ran in a circle. And if the bubble kept to its path, they would pass between them. Exactly that happened. And within no... <laughs> You know what, though? I do appreciate it because I would not have wanted to. I, well, exactly. To, to sit I'm that. like, that's some lazy shortcuts, but also thank you for taking it. Thank you. Like yeah. with Planimal, it's like, I do not want to hear about them cackle communicating. Yeah. So thank you for just doing a shortcut and just saying yeah. that they're talking. Yeah, there was a lot of like, um, like the, the other, the first time he rides in the bubble. I didn't I I was having trouble like knowing what was happening at all in this book but like so he and Planimal like go into separate bubbles and then it's like ah he's going to go back home and then the next scene is like Brog was there and I was like oh <laughs> I guess he's here here when they <clears throat> when the drab keeper explains to them like the bubble and like what the why they why um 
frog just saw red eye and planimal just saw that weird bird like the clack a bird mm-hmm. or whatever it's called mm-hmm. um he goes he says i must first of all apologize for your fright as you arrived he said a little test we have to do i'm afraid your worst fear is picked from your mind and well brought to life he leaned forward as though only they should hear it. there's no one else there Supposed to give a final insight into the kind of spirit you have. And what kind of spirits have we, said Brog, unimpressed that they should have been put to any kind of test, particularly one of that nature. It lasted all of three seconds, by the way. The drab mm-hmm. keeper looked suitably sorry for his actions. You're the only creatures to have reached here in over 2,000 light years. Maybe that answers your question. It didn't, and Brog said so. <laughs> i'm not exactly easy to get at you may have noticed can't just drop in any old time i don't think you realize how well you did in getting here but you brought us brock began oh no interjected the drab keeper and spread his palms to emphasize the point what your belief brought you you see even at the point of death your belief in my existence was stronger than the fear of dying and so a bubble appears And I was like, okay. So then the whole rest of the book, and this was what I wanted to get to about the bubble. The whole rest of the book with Brog's great trek to the Wheel of Light, the light source, every moment of it, I was like, why can't he just take the bubble again? Yeah. If he manifested the bubble from his belief, then wouldn't his strong belief in fixing the light source manifest another bubble and he can just like, whee, to the light source? Yeah. I bet on the Brog the Stoop subreddit, there's all these defenders (laughs) explaining why he couldn't take the bubble. Yeah. Like why they couldn't use the eagles to get to uh, Mount Doom and Lord of the Rings. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no way he could have used, if, if he'd used the bubble, then the Gorks would have seen it. So it just, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, the there's like a magical entropy. In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like all it would have taken was one sentence where it's like, oh, the bubble is only for the, the drab keeper. Like, right. yeah. just like sure, one sure. thing so that I stop questioning why there isn't a bubble anymore. Yeah, okay, yeah, like he could be like, um, I can't interfere and giving you the bubble would, would tilt the scales too much. Particularly when it was so completely, like clearly emphasized that the drab keeper didn't send the bubble. Yeah. So that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Also, um, kind of touching on 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 uh, Joe, kind of getting tired of writing. There was a part that I laughed when um, the dad clan and um, Brog are like traveling 
for a long time and like none of them talk mm-hmm. for a very long time. And the second I had the question, I was like, I was like, why? No one's talked this whole time. Like it's been like a day. And there's just like one sentence where it's like they were silent the whole time. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> See, like that's all I need. It, yeah. If you're yeah. it, just a, like the slightest justification is fine with me. It's fine. Um, so they travel. Uh oh, so 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 Planimal's like, I can't go because there's only hard ground where you're going. And Brog's like, okay. So I'm gonna go by myself. Oh, I met Jed. Okay, now we're going together. Glowkeeper's dead. We have his like ashes in a little pouch that we're supposed to like. <laughs> oh, that's right. Th- throw. Oh, yeah, because like, Red Eye killed the Glowkeeper before Brog could get to him. And and the Glowkeeper's ghost is like, throw me in front of you, and I shall help you get to your destiny. And then he's also like, and your enemy will help you with the source. And he's like, hmm, I'm gonna forget about that. <laughs> and then he they both go they meet some like scary beings like but that are actually like very fluffy in a cave oh yeah the guardians creatures? yeah the guardians i right. i immediately pictured popples me too really yeah <laughs> yeah i just pictured them as a bunch of popples or the like the star sprites in rainbow bright oh i did not picture star sprites they're basically i was thinking of of the little, I, I think this is adjacent, but um, uh, the little like uh, they're 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 like sprites. They're like the the little ash creatures and Spirited Away. <gasps> oh my god, cute! Like I, I thought it was that sort of thing. <laughs> Except when they talked, it was unpleasant. Yeah. Oh yeah, they like were really drawn out and loud. They're like, you and their lips like go out like a trombone. Fix the light wars. <laughs> So basically, the guardians are like, "It's cold in here, and we're freezing to death." Must be some toros um, in the, the source. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Brog and Jules, Jewel, no, Jed is like, "My <laughs> leg is fucked up, and I'm gonna slow you down." But then, actually, I'll come back and still be with you. Yeah. Do you remember that? He should have been sent away immediately when he, he broke that away. <laughs> you got to get back to the glow castle. You are yeah. just total dead weight. Dead weight. And then they get to the... This actually, I will say the one part that I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, was the source. I thought the source was like kind of cool in that it's like a big wheel that's like halfway out of this big hill and like half of the wheel has like light in it and half of it is dark and it's like spokes of a wagon wheel and it's just turning slowly and that's how like light comes out um and then if when the light spokes go under then it's dark i was like oh that's kind of interesting i've never seen that before yeah it's kind of cool i i I still and and but the the stoops want like like they don't want it to be like the gork plan is to make it i'm I'm sorry you might be getting here but the gork plan is to make it forever dark and but the stoops don't want that. But also, the stoops don't like light. Is that am I is am I tracking yeah. all of that? No, it's that they can't. Basically, it's like us. You can't stare directly into the sun. Got it. And so it's like if like in the glow world, particularly stoops, though, it's too bright. Right. So yeah. they need the like filtering of trees, and I guess that's why it's called the gloom. 
Brooklyn or oh, Great Gloom or something, yeah. maybe. It's like they they need the light, but it's I think it was like supposed to be just like a desert. He basically yeah. was having to travel through the desert. Got it. And like being so close to it is like too bright. Got I guess. it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like part of it's broken and like now here's where my like appreciation of it stopped. Like the second we got into the minutia of like why it's broken, how to fix it, I was like, I don't care. That was where I lost even a sense of how it worked. Yeah. Cool idea. But yeah, I was starting. It's like while very descriptive, it's not informative effective. yes yeah <laughs> it's not effective description like no. he, he goes on and on about how it works and i still can't grasp how it works so he, maybe i'm an idiot no i would account for that possibility so i think what it, the the way it's broken is that there's like a leak in the like there's like a crack in the the light side so like the light is spilling out a lot in like one in like a hole basically mm. And so the, the like parts of the wheel that are like the spokes, like here's what I'm imagining, a wagon wheel that's like coated in wax paper. So half of the wagon wheel has like color emanating from the wax paper. And then the other side is just dark. And then so it slowly turns um, and there's like a hole in the wax paper. So the light is like escaping out of the wax paper. So the rest of it's too dark. Uh. I think that's what they think thought it was and then when they got beneath they realized oh that yeah the when they got beneath it, it was something else was from beneath and that it had to be in the big earthquake that happened that's how it got damaged i think there was like a rock yeah it was a rock blocking something because they get it to the no maybe that there's something to that because they had to set up a s discs and oh my god! Made, Don't even get me started on these discs. Oh, I did oh, not maybe, get that. Oh, oh, okay. Theory. Okay, it's like oh. a like a water mill, as yeah. if okay. there's liquid light. Oh, and so it was it's being out? blocked by maybe a rock or something, and they like reflected the light to start flowing because then it's like the power of the wheel because it's getting more light is so strong it like crushes whatever rock had been holding it back. I think literally Brog the Stoop mm. didn't have to do shit because it like it because <laughs> what because what um what's it, what what Red Eye does actually like fixes it because like basically Red Eye gets it stuck so that it's like all the light is under the ground and the um the darkness oh, is yeah. out there and then the light under the ground starts to like dissolve the rock that blocked it or it and then builds up underground so that yeah. they're able to redirect it and he tricks him into like breaking the rock dude mm -hmm. i did not understand how gork died yeah i, I was well yeah red eye you mean or or, or all the red red sorry eye. yeah red eye red eye the chief gork by well, the way that just... was one of his shortcuts i think <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're fighting and then it cuts to jed and Jed's like, I gotta get, I gotta get to Brog and help him. And he gets there, and Red Eye is already died. Yeah, well, he dies off page. Well, it's Jed, like one Jed, sentence. Jed is like, oh, the light is very bright, uh, and now it's not as bright. What happened? Oh, he's dead. I did not understand how he died. What were you gonna yeah. say, Wagner? I was. I think it's literally one sentence. They were like, 
like it's just like Gork had been killed, or I'm sorry, yeah. Red Eye had been killed. It's just, it's it it is completely. It does not evoke at all how the cause of death. <laughs> well, and, that and, reminds and me of another shortcut. Um, but finish what you were gonna say. Oh, I just, it just reminded me of uh, you know because he's set up as such a. Maybe this is a weird comparison, but it, uh, the end of Mission Impossible Three. Go uh, on. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman is such a great villain in that movie, and then mm-hmm. he has such a weak death that it's that it's like it honestly kind of makes it makes you the whole movie work just a little bit less. That he just kind mm-hmm. of basically is pushed in front of a truck and then just gets run over kind of unceremoniously. And mm-hmm. um, I, it, it had a similar feeling with Red Eye too. Is like I just I wanted if you're if you're gonna set Red Eye up as such a menace and such a he is the the head of this faction of. Uh, you know this evil Demons. faction of un- yeah unrepentant monsters um and uh and i i would have liked to have seen just like a little maybe, maybe you know what because the gork are so selfish maybe this is the gork all turn on him maybe that would have been a satisfying yeah. uh, yeah, that'd be form. yeah yeah that'd be cool like a uh, scar at the end of lion king when all the right. hyenas yeah. descend pull a scar yeah yeah we stand. We stand a scar moment. <laughs> um, yeah. Here's the other shortcut. Uh, okay. It's when Lynn is hatching their plan to for her and Cora to escape enslavement and get the word to. Oh yeah. The stoop that the Gork are going to march on the Shearstone, which is apparently like a towers because i looked at that map that you made me um there is like a tower and (laughs) we must find the real reason behind what red eye is doing attack the sheer stone he may but i fear it will be only to hide his true purpose you have a plan it was a statement not a question lynn nodded to join the march cora gasped mouth open what are you with me a little under an hour later, and the two friends were hidden in bush by the side of the way. How? Yeah. How did they yeah. get there? How did they <laughs> yeah. escape? Yeah. I realized toward the end of reading this that it reads much more like an outline than the actual yeah. work itself. Yeah. Yeah. Except for just like the really long parts. Right. But yeah. He like, the, there like, are parts where parts. he just like went for the actual writing of it. And then there were yeah. parts where he's like, well, I'll fill this out later. <laughs> Like literally like this. Yeah, it seems like a part like in something that I would outline that's like figure out a way to get protagonist here. Exactly. Or like this is um, like uh, like a bookmark dialogue or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of like when you watch a movie and you can kind of see the deleted scenes of just like, oh, yeah. they kind of they cut <laughs> this whole passage out and they, they just were like, <laughs> yep. this, this just makes it flow faster. Um, yeah, he picked his spots in terms of where he wanted to go into detail. And then in those spots, he went into pretty uh, specific detail. Mm-hmm. Really specific detail, yeah. That unfortunately like, just kept me at arm's length from the work. Yeah. 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 I mean, the story, like he kept telling us how amazing Brog is, but I didn't see it. I was just like, I get, I mean, he's like very Mary Sue-ish. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's like textbook. This is the hero of a fantasy right. quest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very much chosen one from page one. I, I um, do you think if this book had 
because I, I I don't know if this if I if I'd been read this as a kid if this would have been like a book where I'm like oh I love that book if I would have had some nostalgia for it or if this would have just just been another one where it's just like oh yeah that I read that book like I don't have a particular like I feel like it would have fallen into the second category I I don't I think feel it would have like, been second yeah but but I do but I I was I was fascinated early on when you were just talking about the fandom that this has um and uh, I, I I don't know maybe it's a maybe it's a just a smaller group who really connected with this for some reason sometimes you know i feel like you you connect with something as a kid just because it's not the big thing you know because you weren't it wasn't harry potter or it wasn't the hobbit it was Mm -hmm. this brog the stoop this thing that you felt like was just yours maybe that's a factor i don't know maybe yeah or even that it was just there you know like sometimes like a lot of things when you're a kid you're like in a space to read something to project a lot of your own stuff onto like if you're an unhappy child or whatever like because there have been certain things that we've read on this podcast uh invitation to the game i remember i liked it a lot as a kid and we reread it and i was like yo this is boring (laughs) but (laughs) like it's so this might be this might i don't know i think maybe if i had been in the right place like a particularly boring summer where i wasn't allowed to go outside did i if i had read this book would i like it i don't think so because i i don't want to sound speciesist but not enough human um it not enough of a like audience stand-in yeah i think as a kid i only liked stories about humans right and then if they weren't about humans like the characters had to be like really you know like well thought out and like have a lot of personality whereas these characters did not i was into creature movies but i don't think i was i wasn't reading much fantasy as a kid and so i think if i'd encountered this i would have pieced out after a chapter because of all the terminology because that's always been yeah the the barrier right of entry for me when it comes to fantasy my entire life yeah i mean i liked fantasy as a kid i don't know if i would have liked this book yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, it, it, as much as we're, as much as we've been ca- dogpiling on his specific choices, I do kind of like, you know, all the, you know, le- like immersing myself in a new world and learning about all the, uh, you know, learning all the, the terminology. Like, I do kind of generally like that. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like for me, just the big thing is just, it, it's just so, it's, it's at once both hard to follow. And then, uh, Kelly's, you're saying like it's just like there's not a, there's not a lot to, um, Brog as a character. He's just kind of bland, and and I think that and that's that's a I mean that's a big element for me. I'm just like I I have I I did have trouble connecting with this protagonist. Yeah, the total lack of the only relationship building moment is between Brog and Planimal, and then he gets rid of Planimal. Yeah. Like Planimal yeah. pl- like figures heavily into how Brog succeeds. Like Planimal is connecting with him telepathically through plants in the area. And so he's able to generate like vines to get him to the light source. This is something I thought was cool was the like ever generating and and decaying um climates and um like w- worlds in the like valley before the light source oh yeah, oh, yeah i yeah, forgot yeah. about it was that. like whole rainforests and forests and deserts would generate and then fall it was like a 
writhing sea of evolution. Yeah. And I thought that there's was like a, very cool. There's yeah, like a cool. passage about the entire volume of a lake evaporating. And I was like, oh, that's I like that. I like picturing yeah. that. That's a yeah. new idea. So that I think was described well. And I understood what the dangers were. And then I understood how Planimal was able to connect with all of those ever evolving things, but with difficulty to help Brog get to the light source. So that was a highlight yeah. for me. Always that was, yeah, highlight for me. Well. I wanted this to be about Planimal. I did not care about yeah. anything but Planimal. Where's my Truly, Planimal spinoff? Planimal, yes. Yes. Brog 2, Planimal's Revenge. Here's <laughs> Who's he getting revenge on? Rise of Planimal. <laughs> Um, I, for Planimal, was the entire time picturing a toy I had as a kid. They were called rockin' flowers. They would okay. dance in response oh, yeah. to music. Cool. Did you guys ever see those? I'm going to send you that, and I'll put it in the show notes, too, because that's all. I was just picturing a little toy on the back of Brog the whole journey that, like, was swaying back and forth and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! Cute. Oh yes, I know that that toy. And they all had little musical when you instruments. Said sunglasses. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, the flower <laughs> was a saxophone. Tight. I think of. Uh, it's it, it was like the before the big mouth Billy Bass. That was like the original like dancing yes. inanimate object. <laughs> it was like the the like non man cave version. Yeah. <laughs> big mouth Bill, <laughs> Billy Bass. I I love. I loved Planimal in my mind. I was picturing like the cute little flowers from um, Alice in Wonderland. Not the mean ones. But, yeah. Like, the cute ones. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that were like admiring Alice's stems. <laughs> yeah. 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 And honestly, Planimal, even on a micro sense, like just breathed life into every scene that Planimal was in. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just in, it was like an interesting, you know, a, a, again, for like a totally a fantastical world. It was just like an interesting. Uh, uh, it was just an interesting like like idea for a character, and then he had an interesting relationship with the protagonist. And there were moments of them like truly conversing and getting to know one another that was totally yeah. lacking when it came to him and Jed. Right. Oh, d- fuck Jed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's gonna be the revenge. Planimals trying to take <laughs> out Jed for trying to be an imposter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so basically light comes back. Hooray. They used the, this was another part that I was like, this is kind of jacked. They like took the scales off of red eyes. <laughs> Dead body. body. <laughs> Horrifying. To like to then like create like fix the device like that was like some saw shit. Yeah, they're dismembering his corpse. And yes. I, I know it, it doesn't matter like to what degree of evil this guy is. It's it's just you it pushed it past a point where I was just like, man, they should just not be doing that, you know? No, no. Like, I got to say, that. if uh, anybody listening is into dark cartoons where you think the creators should not be doing that, check out Infinity Train now streaming <laughs> on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> there's another passage earlier too where there's one of the one of the gorks and he has they're they're trying to make him witness all the eggs that are being destroyed so they like oh my god they like cut his like achilles or something so he's just like he just has to sit oh, there and, yeah. and paralyzed and has to witness all Bleed these out yeah and witness yeah, all these eggs being destroyed out. it's watching yeah genocide they're, they're right. incredibly cruel to this cruel race and 
like I said, I'm not you. I don't like it when heroes are like, we never kill. I'm like, well, sometimes if you're in a battle, you have to kill. That's what you're setting up, guys. But this was truly like remorseless. Yeah. And also, I want to know for some moral gray areas that <laughs> I I know that Lindsay and I last week were singing a completely different tune when we were saying, <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to run your genocide, but you have to get rid of the bloodline. <laughs> This <laughs> this is making me turn around on that. This I think I turn around. I'm like, this is a bridge too far. <laughs> when I actually see it in action, yeah, I um, am horrified with what I said last week. Yeah, which is why neither of us should ever be a despot of any kind. But it, <laughs> yeah, absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reading this, Lindsay and I were like, what have I done? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so lights back and he gets to go be with his breed mate, Lynn, mm-hmm. and she's like, Great, I was just like making weapons and like mm-hmm. waiting for Thought you. Thought of nothing but you and my enslavement and in my freedom. I was like, girl, maybe like I don't know. I will say Do it, was, it was clear that everybody was constantly thinking of Lynn when she was kidnapped. So That's it true. wasn't yeah. like um an imbalance of caring. No, everyone was really obsessed with each other. That's true. Friendship was so uh, friendship was highly valued and uh, not very uh, well defined. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would say maybe you could skip this book mm-hmm. as far as reading it. Why are your um, final thoughts? It's a quick read. That's what's not. It's not. You know, there's it says you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's it's not a super long book. Yes, it does take a little bit of time to get through it just because you need some mental breaks to, uh, you know, digest all the vocabulary. But I, I just, and, and, it, but I, I think that would, that's maybe the thing in its favor is that it's kind of a, it's, it's not the longest thing you have to immerse yourself in seeing as right. how, how long some fantasy can, can drag on for. True. But I, but yeah, I, I, w- I would say skip this book. There's only so much time to read so many books, and I, you know <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. I think you could. I, I don't think you need to read Brog the Stoop. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. I mean, clearly from the Goodreads um, reviews, there is an audience for this. There is an audience. Maybe of like forty-three people. Go ahead, and, and they yeah. will die for this book. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, also the very. Oh, oh, I couldn't. No. Lindsay, I couldn't. First Lindsay, I couldn't. person who added this book to their collection is Joe Boyle, the man himself. And he rated it. He's the first rater of this book. Mm-hmm. You know what? On you got to gotta bet on yourself. You got to be your own biggest fan. That's true. That's true. I don't want this man to feel. The thing is, I always, always in these books, I have to respect the work ethic of actually finishing a piece of art. One hundred to be commended. Always to be commended. And certainly I have not made much. (laughs) So who am I to criticize? Yeah, right. Um, Like I didn't write Brog the Stoop. So who am I to criticize? I didn't write Brog the Stoop. I've never written a fantasy novel. So, you know, I should fuck off. But yeah, I read it and these were my thoughts. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. on that note, I will say that I think this could be 
I think this could be the kind of thing where this could be like a like a okay book, and if someone adapted it in the correct way, this could be like very cool. You know, like kind it of like cool. change some things, and and it, it just like it, it just it just simplified some things, and then also just like made it look great. I think this could be like a like a like a cool like I, I mean you know Dark Crystal was what we talked about mm -hmm. earlier. This feels like it could be a Dark Crystal esque uh the dark fantasy that could have its own uh, uh, you know. A niche fan base and inevitably Honestly, in all of the descriptions i was getting confused by the people adapting it would have to make it work and so i'd yes. be seeing yeah. how it works and so that We're would that uh obstacle would be removed we're finally also, gonna know what that wheeled device was yes yes and it like i said it read wheel. like an outline yeah so you've got yeah. it you guys have it well and like the great thing about an adaptation too is you can skip over the boring stuff so all of the internal you know, logicking your way to what the reader already knows. We can just, you can just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very adaptable. Very adaptable. Hey, Joel, give a, Joel. Joel. <laughs> That's what people are my calling boy, him. My boy, Joel. I call him Joel. Joel His give friends call. call him Joel. His friends call him Joel. Uh, uh, Joe, I, Joel, I hope that you didn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Honestly. I never Honestly. want the people we criticize to hear. No, only the people that we fan out about. Except for Christopher Pike. Yeah. Uh, yes, we love you, Christopher Pike. Um, thank you so much, Nick Weiger, for coming on and doing this show. What and a for treat! Talking. Such Broad a pleasure to have us. you again. Thank um, you as always. As soon as I saw this title, I was like, "We must get Nick Weiger." Yes. <laughs> Take that as you will. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Interpret that however you may. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? You know, check out Doughboys. Check out how this get played. Both of you have been on both uh, both podcasts. Uh, and uh, check out uh, Earth to Ned now on Disney Plus. It's a giant alien puppet who hosts a talk show, um, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's ridiculous and it looks great and it's a lot of fun. Cool. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, check out all that stuff, guys. Thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, thank you so much to our Patreon producers. You help keep us alive. Very special thank you to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Amanda Nangle. And Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Claire Moore. Bernie McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny. Emily Pooley. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Chris Armstrong. Jeremy Cron. Jonathan Venable. Jordan Colwin. And apologies to Nick for not deciding to uh, record this after this the separately? fact. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did we say Jordan Colwick yet? Yeah, right. say it again. Jordan Colwick. Karen Lewis. Pat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Kelly Burns. Christina. Landry Desmond. Laura Hooper. Lonnie Martin. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Walshlager. Mariana Terzakis. Terzakis. Melody. Ugh. Oh my God. You've cursed yourself. <laughs> Melody. Megan Lozier. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly Marks. Oscar Gallegos. Pamela. Randy Glenn. Rashad Black. Rogue Kalahua. Saoirse Descaro. Sarah. <gasps> Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Lost my place. Sarah Wallen. I'm terrible today. <laughs> Sasha Gibson. Shannon Pickens. Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Valdez. And Wendy Bartos. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, you don't have to give at that tier. You can give at any tier. Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. We've got lots of I'd love it if you got to the end, of, the end of that list and we're just like, Joe Boyle? Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nightmare. I literally got sweaty. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, and I would uh, like to take one name again because uh, they are new to the list. Thank you, Sirsha Descaro. Beautiful. I pronounced it incorrectly. Beautiful. All right. Well, huge thanks again to Nick Weiger for guesting. Uh, and a huge thanks to Joyle Boyle for writing that book. <laughs> <laughs> Always fun. We will see you next week. In the meantime, stay safe, wear a mask, social distance, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.